1: We're talking Bryce Young. We're talking rookies. We're taking your phone calls. We're taking your questions. We might have a couple surprise guests come into the show. Um, some invite invites have been sent out. I don't know if these, these guests will be joining me uh, on this show or the next one. But um, we're going to be doing that a little bit more often. The Fantasy Football Show. Live edition. Per usual. 7 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday. Your show, Michael KCPA, first in the building today. OEG, second. Travis Rowe, third in the building. File on in, hit that thumb up button. Let's go. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the fantasyfootballshow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m.
2: Eastern. Hey, Take a
1: what is going on, everybody? Appreciate you being here. File on in. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. We might have a couple surprise guests coming in to talk rookies, to talk about uh, a whole lot of other stuff, um, but hang hang tight on that. I might have more information as the show moves along. It might be something that happens quickly, or we might have something happen next show on, Mon- on Monday, but hang tight on that. We'll be talking Bryce Young. Promo code Smitty says... Uh, Lancaster. Get on over to Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Tonight we draft like we do every single, every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We do live draft marathons every week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tuesday's now panic chamber. We're not doing live drafts necessarily at all on Tuesday. This will be live draft marathon days. Three days straight. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, midnight Eastern, easy to remember, live whenever news breaks right here, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, file on in, Uh, Michael, Jeremy, Rockout, Blind Larry, Wild Bill in the house, appreciate every single one of you, Lancaster, they match up to $100 on the first deposit, says Lancaster, so if anybody wants to get in on this, jump in, okay, and we also have the $50 holler board. And on the $50 hauler board, if you drop a $50 hauler, you get your prediction on the big board, and it's receipt season. We'll reflect on it throughout the year. At the end of the year, we'll all look at the board, and the top prediction's going to win a co-host spot for an entire episode on the phone or on video, if you prefer, whichever you prefer. And uh, you also win a lifetime membership to the thefantasyfootballshow.com, which is my year-round fantasy football content site. I got ex- exciting news. We opened the forum back up on the Fantasy Football Show this morning. We have over 100 posts already on the free forum. It's on the thefantasyfootballshow.com, so join that revolution. There's a forum. We we had the best forum in the industry, in my opinion. It was so busy. You could literally say, it's kind of like uh, the Discord, but like in a message board format. And I moved everybody over to Discord, and I admit, because it broke, we had to, I had to rebuild it and I decided, you know what, let's let's funnel everybody over to Discord, which worked at first, but a lot of people missed the forum. So now the forum's back. Go to TheFantasyFootballShow.com, link in the description, um, or just go to TheFantasyFootballShow.com. The forum is back. There's a link on the homepage. Get over there. Get over there. Uh, Wild Bill says, yeah, working on my prediction, okay, get it ready. Let me send this link to my, my special guests. I don't know if they're going to be able to pop by. They're, they're both going to try. So let me see if I can send it to him right now. Um, but we're going to talk a little foosball with a, a couple of my buddies. Um, former professional players of sorts. We'll, we'll get into that if they hop in. Um, and we'll discuss this kid right here. Because the news is hot on this kid right here. The news is fresh. The news is looking pretty nice. Panthers head coach. Talking about this kid, Bryce Young, saying he showed complete command of the offense in his first practice with the team. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, doubters will be disappointed in themselves. Uh, Everyone's mother will be disappointed in their child that doubts this kid. If you doubt this kid, your mom is going to be so disappointed in you at the end of the year because you're throwing receipts out there. You're throwing receipts out there that this kid is not gonna be the real deal because of his height. Oh, and you got these questions about him. What's up, Dwayne? Damien, what's up, Damien? How's it going, pal? Can you hear me okay? So I've got uh Damian Barry on on the on the show here. Damian Barry was a a running back in the NFL. What years did you play? For the Baltimore Ravens during the Super Bowl year, by the way, I might um, add.
3: From Eleven to fourteen.
1: Eleven to fourteen. So this guy's a Super Bowl. Do you got a ring on right now? You you No. You, you don't, no, you don't no, wear I ain't it. got it on today. day. You don't you don't wear you don't wear it every, I wear it everywhere. I wear it everywhere. Uh so Damien, I brought you on because you have a specific skill set in the the running back uh, uh, category here that we're, we're talking about um, Young right now, Bryce Young. So we'll get into RBs in a second. I want to ask you about Bijan from a running back perspective. You played running back in the NFL. I want to ask you about uh, Jameer Gibbs and his size and get your take on that because there's, there's some people that think he's too small. So we'll get into that in a second. But on, this, on the topic of size, uh, Bryce Young, obviously everybody's concerned about this kid's size. Um he had he showed complete command in practice today in his first practice, according to Panthers head coach. What do you think about size? How concerned are you as a former player when you see a guy like Bryce Young lining up under center under center with monster offensive linemen he can't necessarily see over if he's like under the under the you know under center? But he plays shotgun, um, yeah, or he can. I, I don't know what they're going to deploy all the time over in Carolina, but. I, like, I love this kid. I, I think people that doubt him, you look at Kyler and how Kyler translated, and Kyler may have some issues. He's got the injury, obviously, but some, uh, you could say, like leadership things that he needs to work on, and he's starting to do that. And I think new coaching and new staff will help facilitate that. But in my opinion, Kyler translated. His size didn't hold him back. Uh, t- talk to that real quick about size, because you probably hear that stuff all the time.
3: Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on the show, first off, man. It's yeah, of course. Great to, hear you. great to see you again, bro. It's been a minute. It's been too long. Yeah. Um, but size really doesn't matter anymore, man. We've been seeing that stuff even since, even with basketball. Nate Robinson. Size really doesn't matter. It's the fight of the dog that that really matters. Because look at Kyler Murray right now. He's killing it. I mean, right now, these, these uh, OCs are creating packages for these quarterbacks to succeed. So I think there'll be a package, a special package made for him to succeed that gear toward what gear toward what he's good at. So I don't really think the size should matter. Like, like I wouldn't worry about his size. I mean, he's been playing football his whole life, so I think he's gonna do awesome for the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I I love what I love about Bryce Young is that a he's super intelligent. Like, super intelligent. And we knew that coming into the combine. We knew that coming out of you know his college career. We knew he was coined as one of the best processing quarterbacks in college football. And you can see it on the field when he's processing something while he's navigating around and computing and, and and figuring out what it, where he needs to go next with the, with the football, where he needs to take the football personally to extend the play. He's like one of the best play extenders I've seen come out of college in a while at the quarterback position. And then he goes and takes this test that Stroud reportedly didn't score well on. Stroud reportedly re- retook it. We don't know a score on it, but it was supposedly a lot better. And I don't put a lot of stock on those tests um, when that's the only thing you're looking at. But when this kid scores the number one score on, you know, whatever aptitude test, mental cognition test, and he's already coined as the best processing quarterback in this draft class by our eyeballs and scouts everywhere. It just, to me, I don't understand how people doubt him. I, I, re- I really think Bryce Young is going to go out there and and light the league on fire. And I wouldn't be shocked if he was, I'm not going to put him in the top five quarterbacks because that that group is super young, Super great. Uh, Fields is in there. You know, uh, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, uh, Josh Allen. But like Trevor Lawrence and and Lamar and those guys right. Hold on, hold on, hold
3: on. Hey, 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 hey. You forgot Lamar. Don't you dare forget about
1: Lamar. I I said Lamar. I said, well, I said Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Lamar and Trevor Lawrence. And I think Bryce Young's going to sneak into that, that group right there. Um, into that, that that right below those top four five that I I just sp- spoke on, so it's going to be like Trevor Lawrence, Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's the best rookie rookie quarterback from this draft class, and and um, I I think he's gonna he's gonna take the league by storm. I really do. But but moving on to RB,
3: and- another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: In talking about size, uh, since we're talking about size, Jameer Gibbs is 199 pounds. A lot of people say he's too small. But we've seen players like Darren Sproles, who actually was a lot bigger than than uh, Jameer Gibbs, believe it or not. Um, but we've seen a lot of other RBs, you know, be questioned in terms of their size and ability to translate at the next level. Do you have any concerns at all with Jameer Gibbs? What do you think of Jameer Gibbs? Have you seen a lot of Jameer Gibbs? And and are you like everybody in this room? We're, we're a huge Jameer Gibbs uh, a safe place right here. This is a big sp- safe space for Jameer Gibbs. Um, do you think he's got the potential to be one of the elite running backs in the National Football League even despite his 199-pound frame?
3: I mean, I think the league is transform- transforming to the to the actual league that's going to be like more Debo Samuel type, type running backs, running backs out of the backfield, running backs that can do multiple variety of things. I think he's going to fit well in the league. He's very shifty, powerful. Showed the power, showed his tenacity. So I think he's actually gonna do good, man. I'm, I'm not really too too concerned about his size. I'm more concerned with his ability, man. And the way he can move with the ball in his hand.
1: Yeah, and he's he's so electric. He gets a seam, you know, like just an opening, a crack in in in, in any you know anywhere on the field, and the guy is like untouchable. You know, he's such a, a speedy, shifty, uh, fast kid. And I love what I love, yeah. and I don't know if you saw the war room reaction when they drafted him. Did you end up seeing that?
3: Yours? Yeah,
1: no problem. Um did you end up seeing the war room reaction, the Lions, when they took Jameer Gibbs? Did you see the response? Did you see the DM? Did you see the coach? Did you see how they responded when they drafted him?
3: I think they got a jewel with him.
1: I think we get Maybe we got a little bit of a bad connection. Hey uh, uh Damien, try calling in one more time. Uh let's see if that, that will fix it. Just try clicking that clicking that one more time and, and dial in one more time, maybe it'll be a, a clearer connection. Let's see, let's see if we can get him back in. But uh, look, da- Damien Barry's the man. He's, he's... Let's see if we can get him back in here. Uh, we got another potential guest coming in, too. So. this will work this time damon can you hear me what's up man i don't know i don't know why the connection is just bad today i don't know what's going on but can you hear me
3: yeah i can hear you now brother
1: okay um, uh, wh- my question earlier was, did you see the war room reaction when the Lions took Jameer Gibbs? Did you see their reaction when they're screaming and yelling and picking each other up? And <laughs> I-, I was just gonna say, when you see something like oh, yeah,
3: that, I definitely had a to see
1: that, yeah, when you see something like that, I mean, they're they're really interested in using this kid. And I think the the question for everybody when he was drafted was, oh my god, they didn't use you know DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift and Jameer Gibbs are similar in some ways. Um, Swift had trouble staying healthy. They didn't use him, and now they're drafting this 199-pound kid that's a receiving type back, and they didn't use Swift the way they should have. So, like, there's some there was some initial concern when the draft selection happened because it was crowded room. Swift was still on roster, but as soon as people started to understand. That Swift was on the move. This was a he was not going to remain with the team. That's when Gibbs's fantasy value started to skyrocket. Um, but yeah, to, to me, I'm not worried about the 199 pounds at all. I think he probably like, don't you think he puts on a good five or six NFL pounds from just being in the weight room with NFL trainers and eating NFL food and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, isn't that a common thing to put on like six pounds when you get in the the pros?
3: Yeah, you definitely put on some weight just because of your eating habit. and your workout regimens was definitely changed. And you know the team was just set a weight for you to be at. I don't think his weight will be a problem. I think he's pretty durable. Um, he wasn't. He doesn't have a, a a record of being injury prone. So I think he's going to be a great fit for them, as long as they find the surrounding cast that can support his athletic ability. And I think right now these OCs are very, very creative in their play calling now and using guys like him, like we just seen this these past couple years with Debo Samuel's man, small guy putting him in the backfield, making plays out of the backfield. So it's a, it's going to be an awesome, awesome pickup for them.
1: Yeah, I, we're excited. We got we got so much hype on on Jameer Gibbs, and then the next guy, the last guy, I'll ask you about, and then I want to ask you what you've been up to, and then I'll let you go because I know you're busy, but um. Bijan, Bijan, Bijan Robinson. Like no, nobody's sleeping on him. Everybody knows he's he's on the way. <laughs> but like we are higher here, and we are pretty high on rookie running backs on this channel. Like especially because it stems from me being super high on him, obviously. But I'm really high on rookie running backs. Translating at the at the running back position at the NFL level immediately is is the easiest thing you know to do um, in terms of rookies translating. It's the the most the mo- there's the least amount of roadblocks for a running back I'm sure you would a- agree um do, do you think this guy is going to be the number 1 running back in the national football league within a calendar year like we do are we being too optimistic that he doesn't seem to have a single hole in his game i mean he is he's the next Ladanian Tomlinson in my mind and he's the best prospect since Barkley um you know since any of those guys coming out what do you, what do you think about that? Is that too lofty in your mind, or do you see similar things out of him?
3: I I want to say I see similar things, but the NFL is a different game from college, and I he's one of my favorite backs at of uh, college. He's one of my favorite. I, that that's one guy I love watching. So I think that he's gonna have an awesome career, bro. I think I think he good, will come in and compete for the starting job because. I just love physical running backs. Physical and shifty, I love it.
1: Yeah, they're they're talking about playing him in the slot. Um, You know, he could get 300 carries his rookie year. It's it's crazy. And the way that the draft capital alone, number eight overall, it just screams, you know, we're going to use the hell out of him. So, we're excited about him here. Are there any other rookies I'll I'll ask you? Yeah, any other rookies I'll just ask you real quickly? I don't know how much you've delved into the, the rookie class, but... Um any other rookies that you whether it's wide receiver, running back in any other position uh, Anthony Richardson at quarterback probably the, the most athletic player to ever come out of college not that that will necessarily translate but he's argued to be the most athletic player to ever come out of college especially at the quarterback position but are are there any players like, really that like
3: that that
1: Yeah you, you think he's got a a, a real I like shot
3: all- like pretty Like bro, like this stuff is like, bro, the way athletics are now is so much like these kids are doing like amazing stuff on the football field, bro. And this stuff like that you it's like watching LeBron now. And like every kid have a special niche. And like this draft class that just came out was I, it was similar to the one with C D Lamb. It was like Everybody has their niche, and it's spectacular at that niche. Yeah. Like, it's been it's been exciting. This is going to be an exciting football season. I'm I'm more so focused on running backs. Like, I like seeing good running backs, bro. I'm kind of biased. Uh, I like watching good running backs. Um, so, that's what I watch most of the time. And, you know, I watch my Canes all the time. Yeah. You know, shout out to the University of Miami.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of people but saying Miami – we got a lot of people in here saying Miami, this guy leading rusher. They, they love you in here. Um, we got, we got a, about 80 to a hundred people popping in and out right now. Um, it's still the off season, but you know, we're, we're ramping things up here. The channel's growing. we love to have you back on, uh, on a, a semi-regular basis whenever you, you can. Uh, one more question for you. I lied. One more question. Running backs don't last. <laughs> yeah. Running backs don't last like they used to. They just, they don't, they don't. There's no Emmitt Smith. There's no Lindanian Tomlinson's. Can you give us a, a substantial reason why that is is it because the nfl is harder hitting is it because these these athletes are starting off at an earlier age and just by the time they get to the pro level they've got way more mileage than players in the past what is a one or two or whatever idea you have that can explain it because it's always a hard thing to process you know why why do we not see a 30 year old running back dominating anymore it's 27 28 is literally a two or three year difference than it used to be where you know a running back falls off what's your take on that
3: i mean you know playing running back it does take a toll on your body but then again you know the nfl is kind of like protecting these guys now i think that their lifespan will go a little bit longer just simply because they're not pounding the ball as much they're more so spreading out defenses and getting them in open space. So I think it'll be a more more longer lifespan now than it was in the past and then again kids are built different. Like they're not built like like we were built when when we was coming up like stocky like the guys like like Ricky Williams like Andre James and and the Beast Mode. Like kids aren't built like that no more. They're smaller stature, faster, stronger. And more elusive, <laughs> quite frankly. So, like they're they're built more so like slot receivers. Like, like I keep on saying, like I love the way Debo plays. Like Debo is like one of my favorite athletes right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, D- Debo's. Uh, hopefully, they don't. He doesn't get run into the ground though. But, but yeah, I I agree. I I agree that maybe we see. I think this is what you're trying to say. Is may, maybe we see the running back start to creep up and past this 27 28 year old age because they're coming out more like slot wide receivers but it has been the previous years like the running backs currently in the league right now um you hit 27 the current guys the guys that are turning 27 and you got eckler who's turning he's turning 28 and there's concern of drop off because that 27 28 seasons where the drop off now happens it used to be 30 like back in like Priest Holmes' day, or even even your day, you could turn thirty and go into that season as long as you don't turn thirty one before the season starts. Statistically, and I know you're probably thinking, "Your sti- I'll take take your statistics and shove it up your ass." I'm gonna play till thirty two. I'm gonna play till thirty three. Like I get the mentality of the player, but the statistics would say that if you turned thirty one before the season began, you were done. That was just the nature of the you know the stats we were dealing with. Now it's twenty eight. You know, now it's 28, and Derrick Henry defied it last year, but he's the only one to do it for a long time now. So, like, I'm just curious. Like, Todd Gurley, short shelf life. I feel like the knee injuries, they take a toll on RBs, you know, and and, and can, you know, create that degenerative knee issues and things like that, like Todd Gurley, and it can happen quick. Um, it, it'll be interesting if what you said ends up playing out to where, you know, because these guys are smaller... And more elusive, and kind of like slot wide receivers. If it shifts back toward twenty nine, you know, we'll see. That's it's a good, it's a good, uh, a good, a good topic for sure.
3: So I uh, think you know we gotta we gotta realize we got guys that are just like huge now too, and fast also. Like the DMs are running four fours now. You got yeah. linebackers running four threes.
1: What was your biggest so, yardage game in at Miami? Uh,
3: My biggest yardage game was 169.
1: Woo. How many TDs did you have in that game?
3: Uh, two. That was a uh, family. That was actually my first showcase.
1: Nice. I like it. Hey, what have you been doing lately? Tell everybody where they can find you, what you've been up to, and uh, we'll definitely need to get you back on. I'm going to let you go after that because I know you're busy there. Where can they find okay. you? What have you been up to?
3: Uh, D-Berry um <laughs> d um 20 on Instagram, uh, d- DJBerry20 on Twitter. Um, I've been just doing some development. I got a big project with the city of Revere, uh, building three ho- three restaurants, two hotels, and a uh, marketplace and a amphitheater for the city of Revere. just been developing, trying to build a legacy life at the football, but just chilling, man, just chilling, man, just taking it all in, living it day by day.
1: Well, we got to get you on. Um, all the all players are podcasting now. We need to get you get you on a regular spot here. Uh, DJ Barry Twenty on Twitter is that correct? All one word, no underscore or anything. Okay, DJ Barry Twenty, go check him out on Twitter. Go go see what this guy's up to. Uh, Damian, appreciate you, man. And uh, anytime, yeah, I got a phone, I got a phone number on the, see the phone number on the screen. I got a phone line that's always open, so you don't need an invitation. You could just call in and say, hey, put me on, send me a link. Or you could just call in if you want to just be on anytime you want, man. We appreciate you.
3: You got my number, bro. You just call me, man, text me, let me know when. You just shoot me a reminder, like a couple minutes like you just did, bro. You know how I pop in.
1: Yeah, appreciate you, man. Great knowledge as always. Uh, everybody go give this man a follow on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. Appreciate you, man. Have a good night.
3: No problem. He's not my brother. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, good dude. Like, he, he's, he's an awesome guy. Damian uh, Berry. Damian Barry. Damian Barry. Uh, monster in college. Absolute monster. Super Bowl champ, by the way. Um, I'm hoping that our other guy's gonna come in i don't know that he is um i give him a hard time because he's really hard to get on the show and uh he constantly uh he's busy though my, my next guest if he comes on he's busy so I'll, I'll wait until we we see sorry i i couldn't take any calls i it was the bad reception and everything i didn't want to make it too complicated but uh dial in if you guys got any questions um it was you know. Obviously, you know, players look at things differently than we do. So sometimes, you know, we we, we hear stuff that, you know, we feel like, okay, that, that, that makes sense or that we feel a little differently about that. But from a player perspective, I do like to get player perspective sometimes. And he makes a good point. Like maybe, maybe in a couple years, and it takes the, a time for things to cycle through, right? Maybe in a couple years, the RB does last till 28 or 29 after... A certain amount of time where these younger, smaller, speedier guys, you know, sit in the NFL. We get the data on it. Like, could Jameer Gibbs play at 28 and 29 because he's smaller? Or could it be the flip side? Could he break down easier, quicker because he's getting hit and he's smaller? I don't know. The honest truth is, you know, when running backs broke down at 30-31, we didn't fully know that that would change. We didn't know that that would move toward 27-28. So we don't know if it could be that, that that you know, Jameer Gibbs won't hold up because he's smaller and he, he will decline at 27-28. Or what 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 uh, Damian just said, could it potentially be that the smaller, stature, quicker, speedier guys, for some reason, they're getting half their work on receiving yards. That's why some people think Eckler could last this year. And I understand that. My whole thing with Eckler is he does feel already injury prone. Um, and mix in the fact that, you know, he's been running between the tackles in a way that I don't think he was built for. I think he was built to do what he came into the NFL to do, which was 450 yards and then most of his work on the flip side getting that you know potential 1,000-yard receiving season. That's what I think. And he was electric. If you remember, it's kind of impressive what Eckler's done. Eckler became a top-five running back as a receiver-slash-running back. And then when Melvin Gordon left the Chargers, they thrusted him into the the every-down-between-the-tackles role, and he switched and flipped and went into a heavier yardage with a little lesser, but still a good divide, kind of Alvin Kamara-like, but heavier on the run. It's it's really it's really amazing what Eckler's done, and kudos to Eckler to the moon. I don't moon. I don't hate Eckler at all. I I love Eckler. Eckler's an amazing running back, and I'm rooting for him to have one more year. But because he's been between the tackles the last couple of years, because he's got that put kind of a little bit of an injury label, even though he's played he played healthy last year. Um, I I'd rather jump a year early than a year late. But maybe maybe Damian's right. Maybe the running back position will shift back to twenty eight, twenty nine. 30 you never know you never know i I wouldn't count on it but i kind of think that maybe running backs are just getting hit harder and they're starting to take hits at an earlier age um maybe running backs are like embedded in their role from a younger age taking a beating earlier um kids are stronger like think about it like uh compounding you know if you're in pop warner and people are hitting harder and stronger in pop warner than people are hitting harder and stronger in high school as a freshman people are hitting harder and stronger as a junior a senior as a freshman in college as a sophomore in college eventually compounding that's going to take a toll differently than in years past so like that's i kind of think if I had to guess the reason why a RB falls off at 28 instead of 30, that's my take on it. And I don't know that that changes or not, but it's a certainly an interesting perspective to say that if they change in stature, maybe it changes for the good or the bad. And that was a kind of an interesting take. Rock out your live, pal. Oh,
0: what's up? Um, I got a dynasty question. Hit me with it. Um... Uh, uh... Yeah, I got the 102, and I got a trade offer for Lawrence for the 104. So essentially, I would have two first round
1: picks. Um, I, I got some major background noise. If that's rock out, that's okay. Um, no, that's not me. If it's Tyler, Tyler, can you mute? Because it sounds like you're climbing Mount Everest right now. And, and uh, just hit, hit mute real quick, Tyler, and then then you can jump off mute. Uh, rock out. I'm sorry. Please repeat that
0: one more time. Yeah, I got a trade offer for uh, Trevor Lawrence for the 104, and I have the 102. So essentially, I would have two first round picks. But Lawrence is the more proven quarterback. Lawrence for the
1: 102, and what else? No, Lawrence for the 104, and I already have the
0: 102. so oh, I have you already have the two first round picks. T. Law for the
1: 104. I'd rather T. Law. Like that's not even close. I, I like the one of four. I guess if you told me Gibbs would fall and you felt good at quarterback, I would consider that. Like if this is super flex, Gibbs could fall. That's the kind of thing that I would, you know, contemplate, I suppose. But in a nutshell, I'm waiting on my markers. So I had to, I have to use this paper towel right now. I, I, in a nutshell, I would say, you know, I'm ra- I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. In super flex, Trevor Lawrence is going in the top seven overall. Even if we look at where Gibbs would be placed, Gibbs would be placed not in the first round in a super flex. He would go in round two. Uh, Even Bijan would be borderline first round material in a super flex because you'd have seven or eight, nine quarterbacks in the top 12 and T-Law is one of those top eight, top seven. So 1.4 equivalent, not showing up in the first round in the startup draft if if you put a player here. So no, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, what else you got, Rockout? Anything else? Actually, hang tight. Let's go over to Tyler. Tyler, is that still you making all the, the ruckus over there? What can we do for you, Tyler?
4: <laughs> yeah, just quick question. I got a guy that's offering me Eckler and um, nothing, basically. Plus for nothing. a first round, and Sanders, my hangup is my hangup is is that next year in 2024, I'll have um, it's a team that I just picked up. I'll have five first round 2024s of the ten teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I yeah, don't know what, if that's yeah. I I like would say like the
4: be, What's the best like option? Should I just hold and keep Sanders or swap them and like? Where's the like,
1: fir- where's the first rounder gonna be?
4: Um, it's a future twenty twenty. It's a future twenty twenty
1: four. Okay, but where's it gonna be? Like, if you had to guess, what's the team look like?
4: Um, mid, but he keeps on wanting this certain one that it's going to be probably, I would have personally guessed probably early.
1: Early? Like top three early?
4: Top three, top five-ish.
1: Okay. Um, I'd probably Cause rather have
4: like, he keeps on bugging me about this one certain team, so I'm thinking like he wants this certain one, so he knows probably a little bit more than me, so he's like okay would I'm I get okay
1: would I give up a late one this
4: one for a certain reason
1: would I give up a late one? maybe if I felt like I could win now and and that's even coming from like a doubting Eckler plays a whole. You know elite season not to mention everybody was hurt last year they leaned on Eckler in a massive way that probably won't be repeated this year they've got the weapons back they're adding Quentin Johnston there's so there's so many reasons why Eckler won't get the volume and targets that he got last year. But on top of that, I'm worried about him staying healthy. But if it was a late first rounder and you could win, even if you got, let's say, six games and then he missed four games then he came back and finished strong, that's the kind of like missing time you would hope for if he did miss time. And I still think he'll start off the season on fire and you can potentially even trade him. But if this is an early first, no way. If you're giving up a late first, maybe. But Sanders is pretty decent in his own right anyway for this year. I would say no, bro. I would say no especially if you're building, you know. That's not something that I would that I would entertain.
4: Sander Sanders looks like my running back two, maybe three, tied with like Aaron Jones. Yeah. But he just keep like the only one that he would trade like pick wise for is this certain one. Well, like that's his fault. Absolutely certain one and it sounds like he knows more about picks than I do.
1: Well, just say no.
4: Because the only pick that he wants is this other guy's. So
1: just, what you do is you call I him up. and you.
4: he thinks that this other guy's will be like extremely early.
1: Yeah, no, don't do it, year. bro. Whenever you question it, don't do it. If you're concerned about it, don't do it. If you don't know, don't do it. If you feel weary about it, don't do it. Every trade offer you do when you're skeptical and hesitating and stutter-stepping almost 99% of the time is a bad move. So if you don't feel like even you know enough I, about...
4: Even though that I kind of think that Eckler is going to run circles around Sanders?
1: Well, if you believe he's going to have a really healthy season and you can win, um, by all means, you know, trust your gut. But if that's an early first rounder, I'd rather have the early first rounder. If this could be a top three pick, I'd rather have give up a late second rounder. And if he, who cares okay. what he says? If he says I'm not doing that unless I get that, they say, okay, walk away, get up from the table, walk away. Don't let him control the, uh, the situation. You know, don't don't give up a hey, top that's the, that's three the pick. The
4: only question that I had was about the yeah. rookies because no. I'm not really educated when it comes to rookies. I am yeah. you know like top three pick no way Eckler versus Sanders.
1: Top three pick no way. All right, hey uh, Tyler, pre- no appreciate appreciate you, Tyler. Call back if you have another question um but okay. no d- don't do that all right later pal
4: okay
1: bye um let's go to trading frank trading frank what's up guy
5: hey brother i got a couple um so drake london since you're talking about miles sanders i am got an offer for i have miles sanders and it's a idp dynasty league so would you trade miles sanders and it's Holcomb. he's a linebacker yeah got, uh just signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers for Drake London straight up. Uh,
1: Holcomb you're trading. You're, you're trading away Holcomb.
5: Yeah, I'll be trading away Holcomb and uh, Sanders for yeah. Drake London.
1: I would, I would take, I would take Drake London personally, but it depends on how how you are depth wise. Like, can you... you? See, I'm
5: good. Sanders is my fourth running back.
1: What about but... Holcomb?
5: I'm competing, and that's the only thing. I just feel like Drake London's gonna be like not really helping me, where Sanders really would. But I feel like I need to take advantage of this offer.
1: Yeah, I would. Even if you can flip it, even if you can flip it later. Keep in mind, all your trades don't have to happen before week one. So many people feel like they gotta get it all in before the the whistle blows and the season starts. But like, you could make this trade, and you could flip London like a house, you know, in week three. You know, but it it depends on your depth, well, though. It depends on your depth, though. If you're if you're covered, you know, if you've got a good IDP depth, then I would I would consider it. You know, because I look IDP players. Where are you drafting him? Where are you drafting Holcomb in a startup draft right now? What round?
5: Man, honestly, like a lot of people are saying they're not drafting him. He got injured last year. I know, but like he was out all last year. So, but like, where would you he's draft like him? Like, not really. Like I said, this is like a like this is my third year into this dynasty draft. So Holcomb, I picked him up, I think might even been a free agent. Like uh I don't remember when I drafted him. I'm not I've looked I've actually looked into like IDP like mock drafts and he I never see him get picked up.
1: Yeah. So and I don't every know, IDP like, where
5: he's really getting drafted.
1: Every IDP league's a little different too, the scoring, the strategy, um, you know where players are getting drafted. Are IDP guys going like literally in the in the double digit rounds for the most part? Are they going in round four or five? Yeah, like,
5: he's a twenty point. He's a yeah. He was a twenty point linebacker. That's the reason why I got. It. But yeah. he just been hurt. That's yeah, wrong. yeah. He hasn't played a full seventeen. I mean, you could
1: you could pick games. up another if you've got good linebacker depth, or you could pick someone up. Then I mean, gra- grab him man. Uh, I I I would I would say do it in a heartbeat, just because the London's turnaround value is going to be so much better. It's gonna be so much better. Okay. I don't. I don't value. Right, I don't. Value, I
5: don't va- where are we at with? I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No. Eight chain. I like eight chain. I think eight chain. Chase Brown, um, Roshan Johnson. They're all in a similar bucket. And there, there's an opportunity. So opportun-
5: I want to trade for him in a dynasty. Like literally, like this one girl, like someone pick him up first round, literally with a one point ten. I'm just saying. I've seen him go in like other leagues where he's. I've I've got him in my second round. Like what is his value, like trade wise? Like what is a fair offer? Or what should I be really offering for A chain? Because like you know, I still I value him high with the Dolphins position, but then I don't really know what he's gonna be. Who, so I don't really kind of know what to offer for him.
1: Who's your who's your wide receiver four and your running back four? And this
5: league. Sorry, one sec. So this is a start ten. So you know, I don't. I, I'm. It's not. I'm not that deep. But like, uh, I got. I'm starting. I'm. I'm playing the win. And I got Cooper, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, the tight end premium. I got George Kittle and go- and Goddard, uh, Debo. And then after that, like for three and four, I guess I'm kind of looking at um, Hopkins and Thielen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give Hopkins. Well. Yeah, I probably, I probably wouldn't. I don't know. You could give up Hopkins for A-Chain, but the problem with, with A-Chain, Chase Brown, Roshan, they're not guaranteed anything. So it it's it like if A-Chain was in positioning, you know, good positioning, and we don't know that he is, he could be, then I would be very, very um, eager to trade Hopkins away. But I feel like Hopkins could still help you win now. If you can't win now, then that's a whole different story, and you could go down that road. But, you know, I, I feel like Hopkins still could get you a tad more than these spec running backs. And he's a spec running back for sure. Um, we got Angry Angus saying, Bijan's not worth it. Um, we got Space Ricky over here. Would you give up Godwin, Hollywood, Brown, and Pollard for the 1.3 rookie pick and Alave? Uh, Space Ricky, I'd only do that trade if you like winning. And, and take, a, take a lap for asking. But I appreciate you, Space Ricky. Um, yeah, bro, I mean a chain just depends. Who'd you say your fourth and fifth running back were?
5: It's like Adam Thielen and uh No running back. Adam and Hop- Oh, running back I got uh, on that league. Hold on, I'm sorry. I out. Yeah, I'm C M C Saquon. I got both their backups and then I'm doing uh Pretty much, I got I put it. I got a bunch of rookies. Like I got Abaconda. I got Deuce Vaughn, I got uh, not a lot. I'm really just dealing with rookies. Back yeah. The only thing I
1: could, the only thing I would say is like, can you trade Kittle for a chain and something like you know because you have Goddard and Kittle's, you know Kittle's. I don't know how much time he's got left, and the fact that you have Goddard and it, if it's if it's a tight end premium, then I would want a lot more. But if it's just normal scoring for tight ends. I mean, a chain and something, you can't just do Kittle for a chain, but you, that's the one like place in your lineup where you only need one. You know, you only need one tight end. Right. So I, I if you're that yeah. high on a chaining, you think he's going to be the guy. Are you really going to let a guy in Kittle who abuses his body probably has one to two years left. His shelf life is not going to be long. Um, -hmm. And I like
5: that because, like, I'm trying to move off. I've been trying to actually move off of the 49ers because I don't know how it happened, but I ended up with CMC, Kittle, and Debo. And so I'm just trying to move off of one.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. Go get of that. Go get a chain. Move up in the draft, like selection. Move from like two point. You know, I don't know if I don't know if you if you could move your second rounder or third rounder in the or get a second rounder get a second rounder and something I don't know like some might say don't trade kittle and I get that if you feel like you can win and dominate now if you believe kittle is going to be No nah, I
5: like that but what should I get for kittle if I'm getting a chain and I'm sending like what else plus what like be getting back with You know what I would
1: do kittle? I would get more complicated with it who, who what wide receivers do you have again Debo and who?
5: Debo is. I want. I wanted to move off, but I have Debo, and then I have DK Metcalf, and I have Cooper Cup, and then I'm. I got a bunch of rookies. Like I have. uh,
1: Who? Who does he have at wide receiver? Let's cook up a a big deal. Because if you could, if you could upgrade Debo into like a, a an Alave, you know, and send him Kittle, and he sends you a chain. Now we're talking. Now we're talking about a doobly oh, upgrade. He does have Alave. Bro. He has Alave. You know, bro, I'm, so, I'm psychic, bro. Alave, and Alave's not there yet. People don't see him coming, bro. You trade Debo or DK with Kittle. Does he have no tight end? Tell me he has no tight end. Tell me he doesn't have Kelsey or somebody. Hold on.
5: He's sitting on Akasan and Pitt. Ah, uh, yeah, awesome. yeah. And Pitts, bro, yeah.
1: that just crapped all over it. Um yeah we we're yeah. almost there. We yeah. were almost there. He's got he kills yeah. in, he is an e yeah. kittle. He you're not gonna get a chain uh using kittle then. Maybe you could trade how about this? Maybe you trade Cooper Cup or Debo plus something else, like a a, a couple second round picks for Olave. In an A chain. I mean you could always try it. Like I don't know how he values Cooper Cup, but i take a lave in a heartbeat in a dynasty keeper format over Cooper Cup anyway, quietly, but I bet you Cooper Cup still commands val more value than a lave. That might require an A chain in a second rounder. That's what you gotta do.
5: Do you think uh, Cooper Cup is more valuable than Diggs?
1: Um Yeah. Well I think I think you Diggs. I think I you
5: Cooper Cup and I have Josh Allen as
1: my QB. You could argue it. You could argue it either way, bro. Right. Honestly. That's the stick with I, I trade Cup for a Lave that should get you an A-chain. If you got to throw in a second rounder, so be it. So be it. Throw gotcha. it I'd throw in a couple of second rounders. Okay. All right. Trading Frankie, okay. thank you. Appreciate you. Good luck with your trading. Thank
5: you for the info, sir.
1: You're the yeah. uh, Rock out. What else you got? Space Ricky, take a lap. Um or he did take a
0: lap. I'm like a total rebuild. Uh, would, you, would you take uh, Gibbs or, or Young at, at the 102?
1: Um, what does your quarterback situation look like?
0: Um, hold up one sec. I mean, I mean, bro. Uh, Stafford, Stafford, uh, Love, and Lawrence. I'm taking over for someone.
1: Stafford, Love, and Lawrence.
0: Yeah.
1: I like Love and Lawrence enough to go Gibbs at one point two, bro. I'm not forcing quarterback when you got you got a nice upside player in Jordan Love. That's a nice upside player. T. Law, obviously, he's just fine. I'm fine with that. I'm not forcing quarterbacks. Some people would. I like Bryce Young a lot. I really do. But Gibbs, to me, who are your RBs before we lock it in? Uh,
2: that's
0: pretty struggling. Um, yeah, then, my that, main two is Jeff and Hall.
1: Well, that's not struggling. But you could throw Gibbs in your flex, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but that yeah, I I probably go Gibbs, especially if like your flex is a lot lesser player. But if you have like another, if you have three amazing wide receivers, you start two wide receivers and you start one wide receiver as a flex, and you can't use Gibbs necessarily. Like I think you'll use Gibbs, but I just mean like you're if you're stacked or something, then maybe you consider QB. But bro, I go Gibbs. I go best player available. I love Bryce Young. You I, this video is about Bryce Young. Um, but Gibbs is obviously a guy I talk about more than Bryce Young. So give me Gibbs. I'm not even hesitating. Yeah,
0: I'm even struggling
1: with that receiver, but I think I'll take Gibbs. Yeah, but ma- I mean, maybe you trade one of the RBs later for, for a wide receiver, but I definitely would take Gibbs. Gibbs is going to be easy. He's going to be nice trade bait too. Like you could go get yourself an Alave plus. You could go get yourself a London plus, a Watson plus you'll have a pretty easy time doing that. Um hold on one second. Tr- uh, Trading Frank, did you get another offer while you hung up?
5: Well, this this one's kind of big. Not big, but I got to get your info. Camara, I got 2024 third, fourth and fifth for Camara.
1: I'll be getting Camara. A 2024 third, fourth and fifth
5: for Camara. I'll, I'll be sending the picks.
1: Yeah, I don't care about third rounders, bro. Right? Do it live. easy things. money. I mean, if you can, if you've got a shot at winning, I imagine you do, or you wouldn't be getting a, a player that in two years yes. might fall off. Yeah, nah, uh, nah, 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 he's no. I'm like playing the win. This yeah, year, right smash, now. smash, easy. All right, my bad. I let you go. My all right, bad. later, later. Um, all right, rock out. Appreciate you, hey, Smitty. Yeah, what else you got, Hey, Smitty? What?
0: Can you tell this one guy to take a laugh on this trade offer you sent me?
1: Yeah. What? What, what is it?
0: He wanted my one oh two and my two oh two for Najee Harris and uh Tony. One oh two and two
1: oh two and he was gonna give you Najee. Najee and Tony. I don't know if that that's take a lap. Uh I mean I, lo- I like Gibbs more. So I like this side more, but I don't know that I think I don't know that I would say that Najee and the and Tony's take a lap material. Um, but I would rather have the 1.02. Just because I love Jameer Gibbs. But Najee's pretty solid. And, to- and a lot of people love Tony. But in a dynasty startup. Let's break it down. In the dynasty startup. Jameer Gibbs is going in the top 10 overall. If not next week or the m- next month. You know, right now, even, it just depends on the community. He's climbing into the top 12 overall dynasty. There's just no debate about it. I don't care where you're drafting. I don't care what magazine you're looking at. I don't care how long you've been dormant and living under a rock. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Smitty, he's a, he's a, he's a part-time running back. Smitty, he's 199 pounds, Smitty. Everybody's going to get on board. Everybody's going to get on board. Believe it. It's happening. So this is a top twelve overall player in Dynasty startups. Najee is going in round four right now. Kadarius Tony's yeah. going in what eight, nine? I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere in there. So the yeah, thing, you know what? Well, the main we'll thing with Tony. you know we'll hit take. We'll, we'll make him take a lap. But I do, I just don't want it to feel like I don't like Najee by making someone take a lap. But the the ADP is completely off on this one. So you know what? We're gonna tell them to take a lap right now. You are correct. This is not acceptable. Let me hit the the River Boys. Let's let the River Boys do the talking here.
6: Right.
0: You are, are alpha sex. sex. You
1: are, you are made, made off of sex. So yeah, we, we took care of that one Rockout. You're right. At the end of the day, that is tape, take a lap material because the the values just don't uh, they just don't add up. No, man. Yeah, but that, but the reason I don't want to hit it is because I don't want anybody to think I'm down on Najee's value. His value is fantastic in the yeah, fourth round. Right. But, yeah, you can't. I mean, if Najee's going around three or four, Gibbs is going top 12. You know, Tony is not a, a gap closer there. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a crafty move if you could get the right kind of difference maker, I don't think Tony closes the gap in terms of ADP value. For for sure. Ron Navy, you're live. I'm sure you called because you heard, in your mind, you heard, let me guess, in your mind, you heard Najee Harris slander. No. No. Oh, okay. What's up, Ron?
2: I just wanted wanted to to run run, uh, uh, (laughs) a a a trade that just happened in our 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 league.
1: league. All right, hit me with it.
2: And if, and if if if, uh, if you think, think this, this is a, a this this is a, a good, this good trade. trade, all right. All right. So, so player, player one, gets one gets the 508, the 506, and, and Bijan Robinson. Player, player two, for giving, for giving up Bijan, gets the 512 and the 511. The 511 gets Saquon, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, 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 and uh, a, a future first round draft pick.
1: Saquon, De- Derek Henry, and 2024 first.
2: No, yeah, no. Uh, team one gets the five hundred six, the 5'8, and he's uh, John Robinson.
1: Hold on a second. Let me let me stop these from coming yeah, through. Got it. Do I have it right? Have you seen Saquon, it? it? In a twenty in a in a twenty. Henry. 24 first rounder
2: and a 24 first rounder yeah
1: um so this is hard to evaluate from uh I'm not I'm not saying there I'm not saying that there isn't a uh a side to this um someone says I don't 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 like the river boys the river boys are here to stay that that is uh that is a staple on the show your trade offer sucks <laughs> what are you talking about that's one of the most magnificent Absolutely magnificent uh uh uh, your trade offer sucks uh segments you could have or little clips. Um that that, that, that's a famous clip. What are you talking about? Okay, so Ron, I'd have to say I kind of need to know who's there in these spots. Let's just call this like not a wash. Obviously, this is a move up, but these are relatively close picks. So I'm trying not to factor it in too much. But it is an upgrade. So Bijan and a nice little upgrade. Who knows who falls? Um
2: it's a startup. You know that. Dynasty startup.
1: I mean, this is a hard trade to this is a hard trade to, to analyze. I mean, you someone might say like I, I can't I can't figure it out. I mean, I'd rather have the Bijan side. I I know that sounds crazy to some people who still love Henry, but Saquon in a dynasty startup, Saquon Barkley has how many years left? He suffered the major ACL tear, wasted the one year coming back, had a great year last year, probably will have a great year this year. Probably we'll have maybe one more year after that, and then we take it year to year. I'm not saying he he only has the one year left and maybe the second year, but we got to take it one year at a time, you know, after this year, probably. So he plays this year good, and then we say one year at a time, this one more season after that, one more season after that. Henry, I think. probably will ball out the first month of the season I really believe that and Henry has one of the best schedules if not the very best schedule in the playoffs this 2023 he plays I think uh the Houston Texans twice in those final three weeks I think if I have that correct in my in my my brain here I think in in the final three weeks he plays the Texans twice if I if I remember that correctly can anybody confirm that in the chat look it up for me um So, you know, if he's healthy at that point and he's balling out, it could be a, you know, it could be a decent move for this year. But Henry next year is going to be in the fifth, sixth round, if even there, depending on if he's healthy, you know, coming out of the season. Saquon's got the one to two years. I don't know where the 24 first rounder is unless somebody tells me, you know, hey, it's it's very good chance it's going to be top three. Like as of right now, I'm assuming middle of the pack. And I don't know if you could even guesstimate middle of the pack seems safe. And you're getting a major bump in these two play. Like, who knows what players you get at 5.08 and 5.6. Can you tell me who's available at 5.08 right now? Who's available at 5.6? Are these picks on the clock or 5.6 on the clock?
2: Yeah, there are, uh, the 5.6 is on the clock right now. Uh,
1: and who's available?
2: Uh, let's see. Swift, Mixon, Cook, Kittle, Kamara, Pittman... Godwin, Dobbins, Sanders, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, uh White, Cook, McLaurin, um, AJ Jones, or, uh, Jones running back, Judy, Akers, Acres uh Sharp Hopkins, Godard. Burns, so,
1: Schultz, So the drop off's already pretty pretty like big. Deep. Yep. Yeah. So I don't even know. I mean, I guess if you took like a McLaurin here, that's pretty good. I don't know what other rookies are here. You don't have to you don't have to give show your hand. If you feel there's a significant difference between the five point oh six no, no, pick no,
2: no, This, this does not have anything to do with me whatsoever. It's just a trade that happened. Oh okay.
1: Okay. I, I look I I would say
2: I would say this. In,
1: I would say this initially looks good for the Saquon owner, maybe out of the gate because of what Henry and Saquon could do. Like this guy could win the league if Saquon and Henry both stayed healthy, which I think is a tall order for Henry. But is it within the realm of possibility? I suppose, sure. Like how much? 20%? If I had to just throw a ridiculously guesswork number at it, I'd say 20% chance Henry plays 14 games. 20%. He's he's a massive man that, that defied all odds last year. And I was I was wrong. I thought he'd drop off last year. I was a year early. I'd rather be a year early than a year late. Any situation where I predicted his decline and and picked another player doesn't mean I lost. Like I still drafted a player I loved. So it's not like you lose because you jump early on a player. This you're getting Bijan. You're getting Bijan for Five to you know, four to six years of being potentially the number one overall running back in fantasy football. I personally would rather a Bijan, the 5.8, and 5.6, especially given that you named off a lot of players. And I, there are about two or three that I like a lot right here. I personally would take Swift and then I'd take McLaurin or I'd take Mike Evans. If you give me Swift and Mike Evans, Swift and McLaurin and Bijan. It's gonna probably smash this trade down below. But if you miss on the five point oh eight and five point six, it could potentially put it back to even or for year one, you're you're a little bit behind. But if I took Swift at five point oh six, and that's who I would take, and I know you don't like him, Ron, but I would be ecstatic if I could get, get Swift over Saquon or Barkley or Henry. Like if that was my downgrade, so to speak, and I got McLaurin, I'd be totally fine with it. I'd be totally fine. give me Bijan. Um,
2: I'm with, with uh, the Henry. I mean, you know, I, lo- I like Henry, but I don't like Henry in a in a in a dynasty league. You get one year. This could be his last year. You get out of him. How do you get rid of him? Yeah. Think if Saquon. And if Saquon, he doesn't want to play on the franchise tag. So let's say he holds out. And then you're kind of screwed there too. If he holds out for any amount of time, not saying that he will, but it's a possibility if he's not happy. Um. I, I just, just perplexed me because I thought the guy who had Bijan originally had a had a strong team going, and I don't know why he would do that. Move down in the draft and then give up Bijan for Saquon and Henry. And
1: yeah, I I, I guess the only thing we're not we're not factoring in here is we're guessing on the 24th first rounder. Is it possible if it's this guy's pick? And he's giving up all this, and he's got Bijan and not a whole lot left. And let's say Bijan, I'm knocking on wood here. God forbid. Let's not even use injury. Let's just say he gets abducted on a hike and he comes back safe and sound after the season's over, but he's missing the entire season. Okay. Comes back safe and sound. He's ready to rumble in 2025 or 2024. Um, this, if this guy gets Marvin Harrison Jr., then guess what? We're back to this side winning the trade. So it just depends. Um, Let's move. Let's move on since this isn't even a trade of yours. Uh, I go Bijan for sure. Ang, Angus came in here and said Bijan's not worth it. Not talking about this specific thing, but Angus said Bijan's not worth it. I don't know, Angus. You're free to call in and debate the Bijan route here, uh, and and tell us why we're all off base on on Bijan and liking Bijan as a top, uh, uh, not just top five running back, Angus. Angus. Look at, look at look into my eyes, Angus. Bijan is running back one, Angus. Bijan, you're in a room where this man right in front of you says Bijan's running back one as a rookie. I'm not saying take him there, Angus. I'm saying that you're going to be angrier than normal, angry Angus, if you end up passing on this kid at value way below running back one value in a, in a dynasty startup or a redraft. He's my number one redraft running back, Angus. Get on board. Get on board. He's headed to the moon, pal. To the moon. Appreciate you, though, Angus. Appreciate you. What else is going on, Ron?
2: No, that's just about it. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I mean, it does affect me. That trade affects me a little bit. And where, where players are going, but um, I'm not interested in any of those players. So
1: except for Bijan, D. Cannon, you're live. Smitty, what's going what's, on, man? Wh- what's up, Cannon?
6: Uh, I just want to mess with you today about Bijan, man. I I actually like Bijan, and I think he's going to do great. But I wanted to see where you get like, for instance, man. I've been following you since the. Uh, since you 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 were very big on C E H. You were big. You were big on Brees. You were you were big on Clyde. You're uh, big on Bijan, obviously. And it seems to me like every year you kind of push for these uh, rookie running backs mm-hmm. to be top tier the rookie year. So I kind of always wanted to. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I wanted to see why do you. Kind
2: of have a pattern of uh feeling that
1: way. Well, I mean, number one, running backs translate immediately. Number two, it's not just every running back, it's specific running backs. As you know, it's you know, especially when we talk about like it's so easy to say Gibbs is the man right now and kind of everybody's on board. But back in yeah. January, Gibbs was not necessarily the consensus number two overall RB. There were people that had right. running backs all over the map at two and three. And uh, Zach Evans was at one point like in early the late part of last year a front runner for a lot of people to be the number two running back and he fell off the map. And so it's like a lot of it comes down to pinpointing the right rookies. But when you look at what Brees Hall did last year and everybody was down on him like look around like I had him probably higher than anybody you can find because I'd take him at the 2-3 turn. And granted, he tore his ACL, and I can't control that. But Brees Hall was well on his way to massively blasting his ADP value to pieces at that 2-3 turn. And people were trying to tell you to take him in round four, because he's a rookie. And look what happened to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Clyde Edwards-Alaire missed, but he missed for a lot of people. A lot of people love Clyde. His ADP was in the top like 12-14 to overall. His rookie year, so the whole fantasy football community, and you may have been ever out there one of the people that doubted him. There was they were sold on Clyde. Everyone was sold on Clyde on a, on a grand scale. But just because I miss yep. on one rookie, is does not mean I'm going to stray away from any rookies of the future because this happened. It has no relation. In fact, I still think for some odd reason people undervalue rookies and. And Gibbs, to me, is generational as well, potentially. I think Bijan is the word generational. We had that guy calling Greg the other day saying that I couldn't say multiple players were generational. And I I don't agree with him. He can define it however he wants. Within the confines of what he said, I changed it for him. I go, if this is the rule, I can't make more than one running back generational. I told the guy on the phone, then Bijan's generational. Everybody else gets removed if I could only choose one there you go Bijan's generational but I believe generational to me and I can define it however I want generational to me is you are you are one of a you are one of a kind and there could be a couple diamonds diamonds in the rough and one of a kind I get what that might mean to some people but I think there are people that can be tied in value there could be guys that are just because you can't call LeBron generational. And and not you know Kobe or uh, even when Kobe and Jordan were on the court at the same time, you can't call Jordan generational and not Kobe generational. Like it's a ridiculous argument to me. So for me, I do have Gibbs as a potential generational player. I do have Brees Hall as a potential generational player, and I do have Bijan one hundred percent as a potential generational player and the leader of the generational players. To me, those three RBs are the f- potential future. And could I miss on one of them? Sure. One could get hurt. Brees Hall got hurt. But I mean, theres it's not just throwing mud at the wall. I'm not high on every running back. In fact, Blake Corum, if he would have come out, Blake Corum would have been the consensus number two running back. And I would have told you to stay away. I would have told you to stay away. I'm not big on Blake Corum. Maybe he proves me wrong with another year of maturing and getting better. But Blake Corum... Does it, He reminds me a lot of Spiller in, in 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 Los Angeles. Everyone likes Spiller coming out, backing up Eckler right now. He was slow in every category at the Combine. He looked slow on the field. He didn't outperform any of his counterparts or replacements or players that would spell him. In fact, he was sometimes less effective than those people that would replace him. He was not a good prospect at all. And so, so if anybody thinks I just throw mud at the wall, and I'm not saying you're suggesting that, but people have in the past then if Blake Corum would have come out, I would have said, stay away, go get Jameer Gibbs instead. So I get what you're saying, but if if it was that easy, Cannon, if it was as easy as, well, Smitty, you're just calling rookie running backs. That's why you're landing these. Why isn't anybody else doing it? Why is everybody else cautious on Jameer Gibbs? Why does Jameer Gibbs have a 4? I'm just saying, why does Jameer Gibbs have a 4.1 ADP right now when he really deserves a top 12 to 15 ADP? Like I don't know. All I know is I'm calling it out because it's sticking out like a sore thumb. You know what I'm saying?
6: No, I, I definitely agree with you, Smitty. And I and I've seen you. Uh, like Javante, when he came out, he wasn't. I don't think he was like the top, the, the best running back in that class. No. Oh, well, he wasn't. He wasn't. They didn't. They didn't view him like that. He, he was still two, three. He still had him as the top back. And if he didn't get hurt, he would have went crazy. I know. Same thing I, with so yeah. I, so I, I definitely. uh I agree with you. I just wanted to see how you were, uh, like, how were you coming up with the, uh, like, how, you know what I mean? Like how- yeah,
1: there, there's no formula to rookie running backs, bro. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to predict rookie running backs and I'm going to land at X number of times. I literally could could tell you if I didn't like the running back class, if I didn't see elite talent in them to the generational tune, I would come out and tell yeah. you, like Blake Quorum, just because Blake Quorum was the consensus number two, I would have come out and said, bro, I don't like him. I don't like him. If I don't like the, the running back stable, I won't come out and like him. I won't just come out and say, oh, they're awesome. Just like I'm not coming out and saying that these wide receivers are like the sophomore class. They're not. I would take Christian Watson over every single rookie wide receiver. I would take Drake London over every single rookie wide receiver. I would take a lave or Garrett Wilson. A or Garrett Wilson over all, over three, probably over all four of the rookie wide receivers. If you could hand me four of them, I'd rather have Garrett Wilson. If you could hand me all four of them, I'd rather have Drake or uh, Chris Alave. If you could give me Hyatt, Downs, Tank Dell, and Mingo. All four of those guys, I'd take all four of them over any one of the top four rookie wide receivers, if you could give me all four. Because I think one of those four are going to land, and I'm not so sure about the, the top four rookie wide. So I'm not all about rookies, you know? It it, it really just depends on the player. And my, You ask me what's my process, eyeball test. Like there's a lot of stats that go into it to confirm But like, am I gut driven and I test first? Absolutely. You know, some people I've had, I've literally had conversations and debates with analysts before who have like admitted, I don't really watch a lot of the games. I go off a lot of the stats and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you even doing in this business? Go play fantasy baseball where you literally don't have to watch a game. Fantasy baseball. There's so many games that, how many games are in baseball? Is it 182? What is it?
4: I believe so. 160 162 or 167
1: whatever it is that number of yeah. games that amount of data you you if you're a 6.7 points per game player you are a 6.7 points per game player you don't change you are what you are you are your average and that's baseball you literally there's so many games you you can get that data and it is what it is, and you don't have to watch a single bit of baseball, and you can play fantasy baseball and be an absolute dominant player, but in football, you can go six games without doing Shiat. and you could go out on week seven on and be the best running back in the National Football League. This is the NFL. This is the eyeball test. This is where the eye test matters, and this is where Uh, rags can become riches in the snap of a finger. This is where Derrick Henry, my first, and you could say, Smitty, you're down at Derrick Henry. I've showed it on the live stream before. My very first video was, don't cut Derrick Henry. Don't cut Derrick Henry because he'll eventually take the job because he wasn't. He couldn't steal the job away from Deion Lewis, who was about a third the size of him. He couldn't steal the the job away from DeMarco Murray. He couldn't steal the job away from either one of them. He couldn't get any room behind that line of scrimmage. He couldn't hit the hole. He didn't even know how to navigate back there. Despite being so good in high school and college, Derrick Henry struggled in a massive way when he hit the NFL. My first video was, don't cut Derrick Henry because everybody was cutting him. He can be the biggest rags to richest player in fantasy football and win you a league and be the best pickup in a dynasty or keeper league when people were cutting him because he was a backup that wasn't translating and he was in the league a little while it wasn't like oh his second year he's coming around he was literally lingering in the league this is fantasy football is where someone could go from rags to riches in a snap of a finger and so like deciding what players to like it takes a lot of gut instinct and the stats and people say, Smitty, I know you're not an analytic guy. You're not a stat guy. That's not true. It's just my stats and analytics back up what my gut and my eyeballs tell me. And that's how I love to play. I, there's no other pl- way I'd rather play. You know, I, w- I would much rather go off my gut and say, this is an outlier. And I use a lot of stats. I mean, if someone says you're not a stat guy, then why do I cite injury? 28 year old running backs. I have that all over the place, but I do leave room in a crack of an opportunity for a player to defy the odds, and I love that. And there's times where I do do it, and I'll admit when I do it, I'll say, "Look, I know that I say this all the time, but I just I got I got a feeling, I got a gut feeling, I got a gut feeling." There was a bold prediction I made. I missed on Clyde. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I've missed on a lot of things. Clyde, I liked. Uh, uh, I liked uh, Mims. Uh, Denzel Mims, uh, Marvin Mims's brother. There's a lot of misses. You have yeah, a lot of misses. Her when you crank out as much content as i do you miss a lot of things it's, it's natural you know if you missed more than you landed you wouldn't have followers so clearly you know we you, hit here you, on the channel you
0: hit way more
6: than you missed uh, yeah because uh, i've been watching you for years i've actually won uh, a lot of leagues from uh from uh, just from your opinion and watching your show and i appreciate enough with uh yeah you you, you
1: do you remember do you remember, hit way, you do you remember the you remember the victor cruz pre- uh, prediction were you with me then
6: no, I don't remember.
1: Do yeah, so uh, one of my top 10 bold predictions, because the bold predictions are on thefantasyfootballshow.com. I, that's what, you know, I was before I started YouTube, that was my famous thing, the bold predictions. Um, nobody really had bold predictions. Kind of coined that in, in the industry in like 2002, 2003. So I go on NBC Sports Radio, CBS Sports Radio, did it for 19 straight years, dropping the famous bull predictions. And I went on, and I forget if we we're on NBC or CBS at that time, But I went on and I said, Victor Cruz, and everyone said, who in the hell is Victor Cruz? I said, I'm picking 10 bull, it used to be 10 bull predictions, I've expanded to like 12, 13, but it was 10 bull predictions, so it was very specific, I couldn't choose a bunch of things and throw mud at the wall. It was very, very measured, it was 10 bull predictions, my reputation was on the line every every year, I'd go on the radio and I said, Victor Cruz is going to be a top, you know, seven to ten wide receiver, and people were like, "Who in the hell is this guy?" And that was like one of those big stabs in the dark. Um, there are there are so many times where I I feel like I feel frustrated though because I swear a player has the ability and injury takes him out. You know, I, I am so confident in Javante Williams. And, I, and maybe I go to my grave never we, never knowing if Javante Williams would have ever been what we wanted. Maybe he does what Barkley does. He has kind of a struggle bus year but comes back and in, in, in lights the league on fire. Maybe he comes back midseason, lights the league on fire. We don't know. Maybe he never does anything ever again. But I will go to my grave saying Javante Williams would have been a top 1-5 to five running back last year had he not gone down. All the Melvin Gordon uh, pe- petrified Peters out there were shut down the moment this team was, they cut Melvin Gordon. They were begging any running back, Lat, Murray, anybody. Can anybody come and be the the lone workhorse back for us? Anybody. That's when Javante would have flourished. He would have flourished. This guy's elusive, tackle-breaking monster. And, you know, sometimes you miss, and sometimes you can never, ever prove you were going to be right. You just have to take your lumps. And good God, man. I still have nightmares over Javante Turner's ACL. I still have nightmares over Brees Hall tearing his ACL. The amount of championships that would have been won by those two predictions and all of us coming together on those two predictions would have been a a story for the ages. But we gotta adjust and adapt and we just gotta keep moving.
6: Definitely. Yeah, I I actually had both of them uh, last year. But because of uh, listening to you, I I was so deep at running back, I was able to kind of Filling the blanks, and I, I made the playoff, last I didn't win, but I still was able to, to weather that storm just from uh just from the depth.
1: Yeah, I it, it, and you know what is is the dep- you know I wouldn't say I got depressed because I've been doing this a while. I I you know I know how to like let it roll off the shoulder. But but I will say that the Brees Hall and Javonte predictions together did get me a little bit in in a little bit of a, a downer you know mood for a couple <laughs> weeks where I was I was literally like. Unbelievable luck for for like two of my top five bull predictions to have the you know uncontrollable you can't see it coming ACL tear you know it wasn't like they're injury prone and they suffered an injury and it could you could have seen it coming it was like two random freak ACL tears and and they were they were two of my top five bull predictions it felt like getting kicked in the nuts twice in a row getting struck by lightning twice in a row. Um, but it is what it is, and it's like you know, it's a just and adapt season. But what kind of made me feel so good at the end of the year is watching all of you come in and say, "I got Pierce and Kenneth Walker anyway, Smitty." And it's like, can you yeah. imagine what our teams would have done with Kenneth Walker, Pierce, Javante, Brees Hall? Like, it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um. Uh. Real quickly, hang tight for me. Uh. The Tex wants to to ask Tex, are you still in here? And Young, appreciate you, Young. Are you still in here? Tex wants to know, can we talk about Trey Lance's value? What is this worth in Dynasty Superflex? Should we stay away or uh, is he a buy a low? Well, this report came out, which was pretty, um, this was pretty, This or this isn't the report here. Let me find the report. This one here was NFL Network's Ian Rappaport said that Mac on the McAfee show, he got a lot of pushback from the Niners for suggesting that Trey Lance will open the season behind Sam Darnold. So the Niners were basically put and he confirmed that pushback came from the Niners, um, which was you know, which was telling because the Niners don't say anything, but the fact that he got pushback from the Niners suggests that he's kind of talking out of turn. So, you know, there there is there is something to the fact that these guys aren't always right. And sometimes the media can create this kind of like crap storm that 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 creates more and more negative buzz on a guy that's already got a lot of negative buzz going against him and then this this broke right here today nbc sports um bay area reports a hairline finger fracture forced trey lance to change his throwing grip after the injury did not properly heal um he spent the whole year throwing without uh without a bent finger which changed everything and shows the toughness in the kid. This was kind of like, this is a tough one to, to to take too because everybody's trying to spin everything in a negative light. And there's a lot of reason to be concerned, right? Um, like even this report right here. So it says um, he spent most of the year, just what I just read, um, the kid that he's never complained about it, Coach Kyle Shanahan said of Trey Lance's 2021 preseason injury, thursday this is talking about 2021 preseason injury okay so this is him talking about 2021 and when i first saw this and ron i even i even shared this with you when i saw it i initially thought this was 2022 2022 was different and so this is being like brought up as if it's new it's being brought up and i first thought it was and it's being brought up in such a negative light by everybody because everyone loves the drama and, and they're just kind of piling it on. This kind of is an almost an irrelevant piece of news because it was 2021 and really doesn't have anything to do with 2022 now. Um, and, and, and then also the fact that like after that report, it says right here, uh, let's see here. It says it, had, it appeared to be a hindrance in his 2022 campaign, whatever. In other words, this is from NBC Sports right here reporting on this. In other words, yikes, although Shanahan now claims Lance is the best we've seen him, is yet another data point to throw on top of the mounting evidence that the the Niners have zero intention in starting Trey Lance in 2023. That's a bold statement by NBC Sports Newswire. To say that they have zero intention to start him in 2023, I think that's a little crazy. That's a big reach. From From a news perspective, this is a news report. This is not really a spec piece. This is kind of like a, a opinion reaction to the news but it's always pretty it's always pretty st- you know statistically driven very um, uh, very you know very I don't know I want to say like not there's no reaches that go on in their analysis to this so the fact that everyone's talking about Trey's not gonna start all this it's just ma- it's mounting it's mounting for sure but mounting in an unfair way for Trey I'm so scared that Trey's set up for a failure. I'm so scared that Trey's confidence is completely shot and any chance he had to shake any of that is getting destroyed by not only the media, but the lack of um, the lack of confidence that, that Shanahan's showing in him at times. But Shanahan did say in a positive note that no one's talking about because everyone just wants to talk negatively about Trey, that maybe Trey can close the gap between him and Purdy and make this a difficult decision, kind of alluding that Trey's the the starter. You know, so we'll see what happens. Do I trust Shanahan? No. I trust him zero percent to handle this situation properly. But I do think Trey Lance is being set up for failure. And I, I really I really get pissed off about it because I love this kid coming out of college. This is another one that I've that I've missed. But because I put my faith in Shanahan, I'll never put my faith in Shanahan again, not to any extreme level. Ever again. I don't trust him. Uh, thank you, Tex. Appreciate your super chat. In Superflex, I, I don't, you know, you don't even know if he's starting, bro. I would trade him away. If I had him, I'd trade him away. If I was in a draft, I'd avoid him. I, I hate to say that because I love the kid, but his situation is very, very hard to predict. Sam Darnold could start Week One. Brock Purdy is the presumed starter the moment he's ready to come back. Maybe Trey gets traded to Atlanta. Maybe Trey gets traded somewhere. You know, if he does win like enough games, but doesn't do so well to take Brock's job. So then, maybe he gets traded. Young with a super chat says, "Smitty, sorry I'm late." Is is uh, Bryce uh, Little Himothy. I think uh, I think Bryce is the man, bro. And I, I and I think he's a top six to seven QB of the future, top six to eight QB, and that's in good company. That's in Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson company because I think Fields and everybody above Fields, including Burrow and all those guys, are in the top five. So to be in the six to eight, that's really good company, and that's where I think Bryce Young could fall. Not guaranteed, but could fall. Appreciate you, Young. Uh, let me get on over. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing you guys off the line because I've been live for an hour and a half, and I got I've got a few things I want to work on, um, and then we go live tonight. So I'm gonna kind of end it short so I don't have little little time in between the live stream tonight. We're gonna be drafting on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Make sure you jump into the uh, live stream. Um, but also first make sure you click this link right here. I'm going to pin it in the live chat underdog fantasy. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. So get into the live stream, um, and get into underdog fantasy using that link and be prepared because we will be, we will be drafting. Um, I think I pinned the link. Let me pin it again. There it is. Make sure you do this early so you don't miss out on getting in. Um, we'll be drafting tonight. Underdog fantasy promo code Smitty link in the description as well. Uh, rock out, rock out. Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Is rock out still here? I think rock out left. Steven, I haven't given you much time to talk. You've been very patient. Um, let's, let's give you a full minute, whatever you want to talk about. Go.
4: Do you still have the Chicago bears winning the, uh, NFC North?
1: In a bold statement, yes. Do I think it's between the Lions, who the Bears and the Lions will be fighting in a dogfight for the division win? I'm I'm probably rooting for the Lions more than I am the Chicago Bears because I'm such. All a,
4: right, I, I've got a I've got a bold statement after much research that I've been doing. Uh, there's a young man that is coming up behind Khalil Herbert named Roshan Johnson. Yep. And I believe uh, that uh, he is going to be a league winner this year. Could be. Uh, Khalil has not stayed healthy. And if you uh, consider the fact, as you say, that you think that Chicago is going to be competing uh, for a playoff spot, Herbert is going to go down and Johnson is a much better running back. And uh, my bold prediction is is that Johnson is going to outperform Gibbs and be a better running back for fantasy football this year.
1: Nice one. Uh, that's a good prediction, Stephen. Can't put it on the board. The board's full of fifty-dollar haulers like Paul dropping his fifty-dollar hauler on screen right now. My bold prediction, and Stephen, that's a good one though. We all like Roshan, Roshan, uh, Chase Brown, and uh, and uh, you know Deuce Vaughn. Those are all a couple running backs we love that are that are a little bit later. Um, so good prediction, Paul with the super chat. Yeah. $50 holler. All $50 hollers get their prediction put on the board. So let's go over to the board and put this one up. This is for Paul. Paul says, My bold prediction. Let me get the mic here. My bold prediction is Ramondre Stevenson will finish as fantasy number one RB. Wow. That's a bold one, Paul. Paul, Paul on five. What is today? 512? 512. Five, Wrong marker, Smitty. Can't see. A black marker on this board here. Can you guys hear me okay? Test, test, test. Okay, 512 Paul Ra- uh, Ramondre Stevenson RB1. That is this is Paul Wol- Wolfer. Paul Wolfer. That is bold, Paul. That is bold, Paul. That's a good one. Okay. Thank you, Paul, for dropping that. You're on the board. The $50 haulers get put on the board. And then the biggest prediction or the best prediction voted by you, the the viewers, by the chat will win a co-host day on the channel. You can co-host the show on the phone. If you don't want to be on video, you can be on video on a split screen. And you're also going to win a lifetime membership to the fantasyfootballshow.com. Uh, content membership, $99 value. And you may win some other things. We'll see what we have cooking. Paul, very good prediction. Ron Navy, final thoughts, my guy. I think Stephen hung up. <laughs>
2: Uh, not much, just just laughing that players get police left and right. That's about all I got, we'll talk to you
1: later. Alright, Ron, will see you tonight, we'll be drafting tonight, okay? Uh, did, did you all see, right, uh, there. did you see Damien on the show today?
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw him.
1: Okay, yeah, he, it was cool talking, right. he's, a co- he's a cool dude, um, it, it, it's uh it's fun talking to RBs i i know players have different perspectives than we do and, and a lot of players a lot of players don't necessarily get as excited as we do about production cuz we're we've got such a narrow you know uh, agenda we we want players to be the best we want them to score top 5 running back numbers and so like you know like Scott Hansen uh Damian Berry they're all a little a little more cautious on like calling Bijan the, the second coming, but like you know, it's natural for people outside of our world to be a little more hesitant. But it was fun talking to him, and and uh, he likes Gibbs a lot. Doesn't see any size issues for Gibbs or Bryce Young. Um, yeah, he's he's good good runner in college. Damian was a good one. Miami. Yeah, All right, Ron, appreciate you. Co- him, uh, you what?
2: I can't remember him on the Ravens.
1: Yeah he's on the Super Bowl Winning Ravens in 2010 The or, one under,
2: uh, uh, Trent Dilford
1: Yeah What was that 10-11 yeah. Was that 11-12, 10-11 was that
2: That was wh- way back Because uh, you had Flacco after Trent Yeah what was so, that And Flacco went And won it with uh, Against San Francisco Remember
1: Yeah What was it? When was that? San
2: Francisco hasn't won a Super Bowl since nineteen ninety two.
1: Yeah, maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't with the Ravens he won yeah, what am I thinking? I don't know. I don't know. He's a Super Bowl cha- I forget what teams he played for. He played for he play he hey, uh did he play for I don't know. We'll have to ask him next time. I know he's yeah. got a Super Bowl ring, I'm just blanking out on when when eleven I don't know. All right, Ron, appreciate you. See you tonight. All right, later, later, yeah. Two thousand is when they won the Super Bowl. So what? When did he win a ring? I don't know. I forget where where you where do you win a ring then? God, was Dilfer in two thousand? I can't believe Dilfer was in two thousand. That's so long ago. That was so long ago. It feels like it. It feels like that year was. Not 23 years ago. But yeah, he played in 2011, 10, 2010, 2011 with the Ravens. But he played for a couple teams. All right, guys. Appreciate you all. See you tonight. We'll be mock drafting, or not, mock, I don't think we'll mock draft. We're just going to do live best ball drafts again. Promo code Smitty, Underdog Fantasy. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. That link is pinned in the live chat. That link is in the description of every video. And if you go ahead. And click that link now, they'll double they'll double uh your your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. They'll match it. Well they'll match it up to one hundred dollars. You deposit fifty, they'll give you fifty. We are getting old, Kevin. It's amazing when you think, okay, yeah, it was in 2010. No, it was in 2000. <laughs> 2000 Trend Dilfer was two thousand. 2010 was like Adrian, that was Arian Foster. Which seems like ages ago. But Arian Foster was 2010. Um, Dilfer was 2000 ish. Uh, Super chat coming in for Rock Out. Took Gibbs at 1.2, punch it. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs' workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction, timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt things just end up happening and that's why jameer gibbs is a top five to ten running back instead of top six to ten
0: uh
1: i'm, I'm stepping out here caller from the 828 who am i talking to You're live you got uh 30 seconds what, what can i help you with who is this
0: hey Steve. my name is matt I've, I've been watching a show recently and i'm you know i really enjoy your program Appreciate um, i started that. using the underdog i started using that underdog app That'd and be. i did the 30 second where i did the draft slot where you could draft every 30 seconds yep. my phone kept freezing up so i went to the 8 hour slot so i was going to ask you do you know is there a way to notify people when they're up on that 8 hour slot so we aren't having to like wait all day cuz uh, i mean good I so I didn't know if there's a way for them to be able
1: to check that or not. Yeah, go to your settings. Are you on, a, on an iPhone? Okay. Are you on an iPhone? No,
0: I'm on a uh, oh. I'm on a Google Pixel.
1: Yeah, I mean, go to settings. I don't know where the the you know the exact navigation for that's going to be, but if you go to settings, if anybody on here that has a a Droid or a, um, a Pixel or whatever, if you could let him know what to do, but I imagine you just go to your settings and you go find the app. If you go to the app, you're gonna want to go to the notification section, and you're gonna want to toggle Uh that on. So, if you toggle that on in your settings, then you probably will get an alert when you're on the clock. I'd imagine from your phone, but yeah. So, but if you don't go to settings and go to Underdog in the settings and find the Underdog settings, which won't be in the app, it'll be in your settings of your phone. You got to turn on the. You got to give grant grant permission to be a part of the push notification.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know why I didn't think of doing that. I thought it was something maybe I had to do on y'all's app. I don't know why I didn't even think to do that. That's all right. Um, Hey, man, I love your show, man.
1: Yeah, you said Matt, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put you in the phone line here, Matt, so that when you call, I'll see you, and I'll be more likely to answer because I got you in the system. So call in anytime. The phone lines are pretty much always open, pal. All
0: right, buddy. I appreciate you. All right,
1: later. All right, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. See you tonight. We're gonna be drafting live. Go, go get it done. Go get it done. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed. Uh, link is in the the live chat pinned. Link is in the description of every video. Underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. That link will put the promo code in for you. If you don't, you know, if you go there on your own, put promo code in to get that that hundred dollar bonus match. Doing it live tonight. Live drafts. See you all tonight. Thanks to uh, Damian Barry who came on the show. Good dude. Um, our 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 other guest didn't show up. We'll give him a real hard time. The next time he dials in, we'll just wait for him. Maybe he'll come in, come on, come on the show Monday. See you all. Tonight, around midnight, probably more like 1230 midnightish Eastern. Uh, thanks to all the Bijan haters out there, the Jameer Gibbs haters out there, the Dalton Kincaid haters out there. We appreciate you all. Um, very blessed indeed. All you gotta do is go to my Instagram, my guy, and and at the top of my profile, you'll see a bell icon, turn on all the notifications so that when I go live, I put a story post every single time I go live on Instagram and say, here's the link, get in there. I'm going live on YouTube, 7 p.m. Show starts right now. I put that in my stories. If you click on my face right here, you'll see all my story posts. Um, these are all the reels and, and posts on the grid, but if you click on the actual circle uh, avatar there and you see that that colored ring around it, that means there's... There's live story posts on there. And when I post one and you, you click the bell notification on my profile, it will alert you every time I put a story post up. So no excuses, Very Blessed. There are many ways to get notifications. Not to mention, I, I put on my stories. Um, Actually, if you see uh, on these highlights right here, you'll see a channels. It's They're called Instagram channels. And you could subscribe to that free channel and you'll get a DM as well. A DM from me saying I'm going live and uh yeah so there's lots of ways to do that aloha in the chat aloha is the highest super chatter in a single live stream so far this year as you can see on the screen right here aloha dropping on a 300 dollars wad in a single live stream he is the highest super chatter in one single live stream his name's aloha he's practically royalty around here i'll see you all tonight 7 p.m eastern click that link in the live chat get ready and signed up for the live drafts tonight see you all tonight Later, Swaggy. Later, O.E.G. Later, Thomas. Later, Very Blessed. Appreciate you. Later, Aloha. Later, J.C.I.M. We'll see you later. Wayne Solo. Max Swanson. Like the briefcase. Swansonite. Uh, Great show, brother, says D.C. Hogs. Smitty, the app is having issues on phone currently. advise people to queue players. Okay, good good to know. Queue... Jay is the next Debo, Quentin Johnston says. Hod, you know what? I'm warming up to him a little more. I will admit, and I'll talk about that later if I continue to head down that road. I do, I do like him a lot, but I just think he's raw, and I don't know. I just have a little. I have some concerns I can't shake, but I, I do like the, I like the situation. Very blessed we'll be here tonight. KC in the building seven. It's hey KC. My schedule is pretty locked into place. Um, it's it's like clockwork here, bro. So here it is right now, just so you can see it. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday doesn't change. Live whenever news breaks, that doesn't change. Panic chamber Tuesday nights going forward at midnight doesn't change. The the graveyard shift time doesn't change. Midnight, midnight to 12:30. So midnight Tuesday, midnight Thursday, midnight Friday midnight saturday drafts live drafts are thursday friday saturday marathons baby panic chamber daily uploads do it live tex appreciate you thank you for the super chat tex you got my response did you not i hope you did what was your super chat again let me look at it real quick quickly just a refresh tex you said uh can we talk trey lance yeah i went on a, a a long talk about trey lance Thank you, Tex. Appreciate you. Uh, Took Gibbs is the 1.2. Rock out. Appreciate you. Paul dropping the $50 prediction on the board behind me. Anybody drops a $50 holler, they get their their name on the board with the prediction. Receipt season. And then, you know, best prediction voted by you. The chat will co-host the show. Get a lifetime membership to the $99 content membership here at the Fantasy Football Show. Do it live.
2: See you all tonight. Later.